The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are really glad that you're with us on this Saturday before Thanksgiving. And I got to tell you, we have a, a show that's really going to make you just kind of chew on the topic, don't we, Riley? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, we might even put a little disclaimer out there that if you've got younger people that may not want to deal with sort of a mature subject matter, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll just let the cat out of the bag, so to speak. The, the title of the show today is Sexual Healing. Yes, not not Marvin Gaye style from the song. We kind of want to just clarify that, but no, the the stuff that God offers. You know, there was a book written, lots of books written, but the one that comes to mind is Every Man's Battle, you know, where it talks about every man's battle. I think that one was primarily with pornography, but really with this whole topic of needing sexual healing, you know, and it's one of those things that isn't really talked about very frequently in most churches. Now, and one of the things that... um you know, as we've talked about it on shows before, at some we've never gone into this depth of it. Certainly shared at boot camps at, in great depth that the hope that men saw that wow, there is healing here and there is a way to get the lover's heart back is a big part of the masculine journey. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in John's book, you know, fathered by God, he gives you the stages of man's journey, and then when it comes to the lover stage. You know, here's a place where a lot of men lose heart. And to get back that heart of a lover is is one of the, I think, big things that drew John into, you know, the whole wild at heart idea. No, it is. I think that, you know, as John has peeled back, God's peeled back in John's life, some things, you know, very gladly he's been able to articulate it very well and put it in a book. But, you know, that lover stage is interrupted so early in society and it gets earlier and earlier with every generation. You know, each generation's hit earlier with it. You know, things that kids used to face in high school, you know, they began to face in middle school and now it's not middle school, it's sliding into elementary school. Sure. You know, and it's it's so much in our society, every advertisement that you see, you know, everything is geared around this whole topic of sexual um it's got a tone to it. It's got a sexual tone to it in most of them as well. And so most men that I know of when they really are honest have struggled, are currently struggling or just aren't admitting (laughs) 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 that one of those two are true. You know, I know that when we talked at a boot camp, we're talking with a friend and uh, he made the statement that, you know, I was a a Christian, but I just thought that's kind of what men did. Right. You know, and, and struggling with lust and looking at photography and stuff that a lot of folks just assumed that was, you know, part of what men did. Right. And, you know, the shame that comes along with that and and away you're losing your strength. Right, Sam? I mean, that's a big mm-hmm. part of of what happens. But God wants to come after that. He does. He does. You know, you give away your heart to something hoping that's going to give you life back. You know, and the problem is, is, you know, for a lot of people that that works a little bit, you know, it's like you get that gasp of air, but you don't realize that you're continuing to get pulled further and further under the water. Right. You know, and so pretty soon you just you're just drowning completely. 
So I was rereading um, after you gave a wonderful talk on the stage of the masculine journey at the boot camp a couple of weeks ago. I was rereading these stages thinking I must have missed something somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I, I found myself in the lover stage mm-hmm. and, and came across this passage that John had written. And, I, you know, I know I've read the book several times, but how did I miss this? And it said, you know, the man will find a man will find himself. You, you may be on the Internet or you may be walking down the beach and all of a sudden you're totally interrupted by this beauty, by this, you know, image or whatever it was that grabs your attention. And at that moment, you have what you think in your mind are two choices. Choice A, surrender, you know, click on it and off you go into, oh, no, no, no. Or, you know, follow that girl down the beach and see, you know, I don't know where all that, not good. Or that's surrender. The other one is to white knuckle it, go, oh, no, no, I'm going to get my discipline together. I'm going to stuff this down my heart and da-da-da. And what John went with there, he said that place right there, that's like live action, like God is trying to show you there's a place in your heart. He put it there, and he put it there to show that the lover is still alive and well in there, and that needs to be fed, but it needs to be fed with an understanding of him and a and a and for him to come into that place in our hearts. Now, we have a clip coming up that we're going to play for you. And this is from a, a movie called Changing Lanes. And here a girl is, is confronting her husband on the fact that he happens to be a, a, a Wall Street lawyer. And that cheating means you've got to come right up to the edge. But if you listen carefully, what she's really saying to him is, can you hold on to your heart and still live in a world that's at war? Did you know that my father had a mistress for 20 years? No. Don't lie. I didn't know it was 20 years. Hmm? My mother knew about it. Why didn't she leave me? Because she loved him so much. And she decided it'd be hypocritical to leave a man for cheating at home when the expensive life she enjoyed so much was paid for by a man whose job was based on finding ways to cheat. Is that your opinion of the law? What do you think the law is, Gav? At this level of the game, at my father's level of the game, at your level of the game. It is a big, vicious rumble, Gavin. The people who founded this law firm and the people who sustain it understand the way the world works. If you want to continue to live the way we've been living. You have to steal. I could have married an honest man. I could have lived with a professor of Middle English, for example. If he was a moral man and had tenure at Princeton. But I didn't. I married a Wall Street lawyer, which means I married someone who lives in a world where when a man comes to the edge of things, he has to commit to staying there and living there. Can you live there, Gavin? Can you live there with me? Yeah, Sam, so if we get to that, you know, men, we find ourselves right there on the edge. And and are you going to kill your heart? Or are you going to live on that edge? And, and the way John Eldridge gave this in, in his book, which I think is just wonderful, he said, and then there's that live moment when a beautiful woman crosses our path in person 
or in an image of some sort and our hearts are stirred. How we handle that moment is critical. We do not surrender. We do not kill the longing. We give that very place over to Christ, that place in your heart right then, right there. Give it to Jesus. Awakened by a beauty, we give that part of our heart to God. This will take some time and many repetitions. <laughs> We've given it over to the woman so many times before. There's so much recovery to be done again and again, yes, again and again, and that is how we are healed, made whole and holy and strong. And, and there is some healing, and we're going to get to that in a minute, mm-hmm. of where there's actually some counseling and some ways that people can take you back through some wounding that you had that caused it. But then there's another level that's here that every man lives at the edge of. And that was just a beautiful thing to me to realize here, God is awakening my heart. It's, it's really there. And can I ask Jesus to come into that, that place, reawaken that? Because in all reality, I want to be wholehearted like David was in loving my God, but I also want to be wholehearted in loving my wife. Um, I want to keep my heart. I don't want to to, to, to kill it or let it go out. Yeah, we talked a little bit before the show that you know, God, <clears throat> we're meant to have that passion for God, but also we're meant to have that passion for our wife, you know, for the, for the beauty, but not instead of God. You know, I think a lot of times guys have put in the beauty ahead of God in one way or another, going back to Adam, David at some point with Bathsheba. You know, it's been the story of mankind, and so it's not something that we created. <laughs> you know, we might be perfecting it a little bit, but no, it, it came to us from, that was handed down, and it's been a battle. When I was at my advanced boot camp that I went to in Colorado with John, I love the way he phrased that when he was there. He said, you know, when you're in that situation, discipline is definitely better than giving in. You know, if you can only do discipline, then do discipline. Yeah, right? that's, that's what Joseph did. He ran from Potiphar's wife. Yeah, yeah you know, that's better. But there's more to be had, you know, and he said, ask God, what is it about that that I'm looking for? Why is my heart jumping? Why am I looking for something here? And what's my heart missing, God? And it, it's, it seems very foreign to do that, <laughs> you know, when you're in the midst of struggling with something like that to say, you know, God, why, why am I really struggling? What am I missing? And I see that so clearly, you know, and You've heard me say this before. I've had struggles in the past with pornography and certainly things along those lines. And when you're making that choice, it is so clear that you are choosing Eve over God. I mean, you're right there with Adam, essentially as naked as he is, and saying, whoa, I'm not going to listen to you. I choose Eve. I choose Eve. And, And wow, can we go back? ask for forgiveness, which we know is available, right? First John 1, 9. And so he's going to be faithful and just. And, and now can we come back to a place and, and ask him to come in and heal that very place right there and, and keep going at it? I think a lot of guys find themselves at that place of, God, I need your forgiveness again. God, I need your forgiveness again. You know, and don't realize that there is healing that can be had from that. You know, that the God is offering something deeper. He's offering healing and I know that there, there's times that that healing comes in stages. You would like to think, you know, that there's some silver bullet that, you know, you're going to get this uh, tremendous healing, which God is very capable of. But many times we've get, went to Eve so many times and given her part of our heart 
that we almost have to recant each one of those at some point, don't we, Robbie? Absolutely. And, um, you know, when we come back from the break in a minute, you're going to hear a song that has to do with getting your heart back and asking your heart actually to beat again. But in my own case, I had a real situation, a, a wounding that happened, um, I, I guess, you know, essentially I was abused sexually to mm-hmm. some extent as a younger person, and that left a wound. And that had to be healed. I had to get that part of my heart back. But then there was other things that got awoken through the beauty that gave me other pieces of my heart back. And we get to talk about that when we come back. But we want you to listen to this song. It's called Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. and has to do with a surgeon that was actually whispered in a lady's ear after rep- repairing her heart and telling her to tell her heart to beat again. That's right. When we come back, we're going to learn how to tell our heart to beat again. Masculine Journey Radio is listener supported and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site. And from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support. And Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Like you've never been before The life you knew In a thousand pieces on the floor And words fall short in times like these When this world drives you to your knees You think you're never gonna get back To the you they used to be Tell your heart to beat again Close your eyes and breathe it in Let the shadows fall away Step into the light of grace Yesterday is a closing door You don't live there anymore Say goodbye to where you've been And tell your heart to beat again Welcome back to Masculine Journey. We are talking about sexual healing. And Robbie, if you, if they just joined the show, how in the world does that bumping music <laughs> tie into the topic of sexual healing? Well, that 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 song is written about a, a heart surgery, but I love the opening line where the pieces of your heart are shattered. And if you go to Isaiah 61, and you know it's one of Sam and I's favorite passages right there, Jesus says, I'm going to bind up the brokenhearted. Well, that is what happens to our hearts in this area of Eve and sexuality is for a lot of us, our hearts are all over the floor in lots of pieces that God wants us to recover because he wants us to love him with a whole heart. He wants us to love our wives, our families, and other beauties in our lives, our mothers and sisters and daughters with a whole heart. So how do we go about getting 
back those pieces and how does Jesus bind up our broken heart? Well, you know, to, to, to sell the, this, or not sell, but to tell this story. <laughs> um, but I got to sell the story too. Yeah, I guess you do a little bit. Um, Sam was, uh, we have our meetings here after the show and this was three years ago and I was listening to Sam talk about some counseling that he was getting and how he was actually talking to his younger self, which he called little Sam and walking with little Sam through a situation and, and, and trying to deal with that. And at the time I was really struggling with lust and, and things along those lines. And I was listening to Sam going, man, I have got to try this. I have just got to pray. I've just got to ask God to come to this place in my life, this part of my heart and give it back to me. So the next morning after that meeting, I went and said, God, you know, this is where I'm broken. You know what's going on here. Obviously, there's something that's happened to me. I don't know what. It's been stolen. Help me find it. Help me go there. And so I started praying, and I started going back through memories, trying to ask God, is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? And then I came to this one where I was about 10 years old, and a family member, um, female family member, um, decided to reveal everything to me that I did not need to see at that age. And... um, he said, that's it right there. And I'm like, that's not it. Yeah, that's it. That, there you go. And I was like, but you don't understand. I, I was guilty. He goes, what do you mean? And I said, well, I wanted to look, and I shouldn't have looked because that was my family. He said, Robbie, can't you see you were tricked? You were duped? You, your innocence was stolen from you. And I said, you don't understand. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. And he finally said, Jesus says, Robbie, didn't I pay enough? Didn't I pay enough here? Robbie, here is your innocence card. Do you, want a, do you want it back? Do you want your innocence card back? And you got to trust that what I paid was enough for you to be forgiven for wanting to look at something you shouldn't look at. And I, when I reached for that innocence card, there was a step of healing. There was a piece of my heart that came back. And with that, some of the struggle I never had again with that type of pornography or that type of lust but that doesn't mean my battle's over and there's layers, right? But, but that's part of the heart that I got back and I know that, that Jesus was there for me. It was a deep cleansing and a precious thing for me. It is. <clears throat> I remember you sharing that story and it's such an amazing time of God coming after your heart. I think every man's battle is slightly different. Every man's story is slightly different. You know, do I believe that there's somebody out there that really struggled with lust that got corrected for lack of a better term of that when he accepted jesus into his heart yeah i'm sure there probably is is that every man's story no i remember being a young boy you know if you've listened to the show at all you know that part of my story is i was sexually molested as a a very young young boy and just carrying a lot of guilt a lot of shame and those things into it you know pornography when i found it it happened to be my dad's you know i found it just to get some clarity to your story you were molested by another man. Oh, yeah, I was. And so that was a real shot at your masculinity. It was. And the message behind that very quickly from the enemy was, you'll never be a real man. You've given that away. You know, that type of thing. And, and you know, so not long after that, um, I found my dad's pornography. You know, which really seemed to answer a question that I didn't even know I had. You know, but then not too long after that, I became a Christian. And I thought, oh, you know, and and there was amazing thing, salvation. But for me, it didn't fix that, you know. And so when it came back, I felt like such a loser in such a hopeless case. 
you know, that I just kind of struggled with it off and on. And, you know, until I went out to Colorado and got some real healing on the topic of that molestation, you know, the God really came into my heart and said, no, you know, that, that wasn't your fault, you know, and started one of those pieces that it began to lift. I'd love to sit here and say that it never was an issue after that. But what I found, at least in my story, which is different than, than your story or other guys, was I had went to that well so often as a fix-all. You know, even though it was robbing life from me, and I knew it was robbing life from me, I went to that well so often as a fix-all, I had to, God has to work and peel back so many different pieces of that so that that struggle was truly, truly lifted in a significant way. And the piece that I hope people see here, Sam, is that in both our cases, it was through getting our hearts back, through the message to love again, you know, to come alive, not to bury it deep with discipline, although that may be what you need to do in order to, you know, get down the road right that minute. But at some point in time to come back and try to get Jesus to give you actual healing to these situations, which leads us to this clip of fanning that love that God gave us. This morning I stand before you a very different Miles Massey than the one that addressed you last year on the disposition of marital assets following murder slash suicide. I wish to talk to you today not about technical matters of law. I wish to talk to you about something more important. I wish to talk to you from the heart. Because today, for the first time in my life, I stand before you naked, vulnerable, and in love. Love. It's a word we matrimonial lawyers avoid. <laughs> Funny, isn't it? We're frightened of this emotion, which is in a sense the seed of our livelihood. Well, today, Miles Massey is here to tell you that love need cause us no fear. Love need cause us no shame. Love is good. Love is good. Now I am of course aware that these remarks will be received here with cynicism. Cynicism, that cloak that advertises our indifference and hides all human feeling. Well, I'm here to tell you that that cynicism which we think protects us, in fact, destroys, destroys love, destroys our clients, and ultimately, destroys ourselves. Colleagues, when our clients come to us confused and angry and hurting because their flame of love is guttering and threatens to die, do we seek to extinguish that flame so that we can sift through the smoldering wreckage for our paltry reward? Or do we fan this precious flame, this most precious flame, back into loving, roaring life? Do we counsel fear or trust? Do we seek to destroy or build? Do we meet our clients' problems with cynicism or with love? The choice is, of course, each of ours. For my part, I've made the leap of love and there is no going back. 
you know, as you listen to that, I, I, we're kind of laughing a little bit, Robbie. I, it's kind of like the divorce lawyer's Braveheart thing, <laughs> right there. You know, if you're a divorce attorney, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not make, making fun of you. It's just, it's such a powerful statement. It, it really is that 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 love gets extinguished when we try to bury those things as you talked about as we open the show. Yeah, and as I was preparing for this show, you know, I've been praying, praying, you know, God, you know, that, you know, re- you know, reinstall the lover in me, whatever that looks like. And just this morning, I had some breakthroughs telling you that all of a sudden God brought up this girl that, you know, when I was just 10 or 11, totally innocent, never even held her hand, but she, she came after my heart. You know, she thought I was something and she had grace and I was her favorite and she made that obvious and I only knew her over one weekend. We were in Canada at this beach and she was just, you know, oh, Robbie this, Robbie that, you know, it was, it was, it was invigorating. And I was like, God, why are you bringing that to my attention? And he said, because of the agreement. And I'm like, what agreement? And he said, the one that this is the girl for me. (laughs) And I went, oh, that agreement. And I realized, wow, I'd given away a piece of that, my heart to that girl. And I'd done that on, and all of a sudden I had a whole bunch of given my heart back. You know, God came after another layer Mm -hmm. and it just, even for me to reawaken the lover and that lover stage in my masculine journey. Even at this latest boot camp, I talked about the first time I gave my heart away was to a girl named Brenda when I was in middle school. And as you were telling the story, um, uh, telling me that before the show, God brought back two other memories to me of times that I'd given my heart away. And I haven't done anything with that yet. But God said, oh, no, there's other layers here. We need to go back and we need to get some more healing. And I don't want the show to just sound like it's only been about pornography. Because that not, may not be your struggle. But you can have lust and not struggle with pornography. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, if you wear mirrored glasses, sunglasses, <laughs> and you're still looking, you still have a lust issue. Just because she doesn't see it doesn't mean you don't struggle with it, right? And so let God know that, God, I want you to come in. I need help with this. What is it in my heart that jumps at this that needs to jump towards you? What is the healing that I need to have? What do I need to do to be naked in front of you? so that I can just take down all these walls and let you come in for the healing in my life. And that's the thing that he's after. He's after that restoration, that healing, that wholeness that Jesus promised. And it's available to you and it's available to me. We just have to ask and walk with him. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and look for the upcoming boot camp. It's in April, Robbie. What's April the date? April 6th through the 9th. April 6th through 9th. It'd make a great Christmas present to men in your life. See you next week. <laughs>